The Mighty Whites podcast is recorded at the Medicine Room Studios. For more information, visit medicineroomstudios.com. Hi and welcome to episode 63 of the Mighty Whites podcast. God, I hope the number's right, because once again, didn't check. As usual, joined by Casey. Hello. Uh, I am Jack, and as a very savvy businessman, we have something to plug, even though we're not getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> are we getting fed? We're not even getting fed. Oh, but what we are doing is plugging something that is being put on by nice people. Oh, okay, fair enough. Uh, most of you will have probably seen it, actually, but the uh, Legion Night Sports Club's having a centenary night at the Irish Centre on Friday, 20th of March. Uh, Paul Wilson of King of Elland Road fame and all of that stuff. I say fame. Fame is a fucking stretch. <laughs> but, yeah, he's a nice guy and he's going to be playing some of the songs live with The Strikes, who are an excellent covers band that the producer of our podcast is in. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, it's on 20 for match. Obviously, no good to you, KC, because you'll be back in America by then. But, Jack... You should travel back for it. Well, let's pretend I am going to travel back for it, Jack. How can I get tickets? Well, how you can get tickets? By the looks of the Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> Is um, it a Ventum? No, they're 12 quid and you either get in touch with Paul Wilson or... I had to look up what Jep's actual name is there. His Mark, name? Mark Jepson. His name <laughs> isn't Jep. Yeah, you, uh, you get in touch with them, just message you on Facebook and stuff and they'll sort you a ticket. Uh all the gigs that they do at the Irish Centre always sell out. They're non, they do one at Christmas every year and stuff, and they're always really good. I do genuinely go all the time. They're very good. Yeah, we, we went down this year, and it was good because uh, Paul got up and did uh, King of Ellen Road on Christmas, didn't yeah. he? I, I think that that might well have been a test run for this. Yeah. And, well, it went down well. Yeah, it went really well. And, uh, like, the way that you meet all you, all the singers, I ran into him in a chippy not long since. <laughs> and he was a nice guy. Uh, there's all, they've also got uh, a guest singer coming over from Norway, whose name I don't know, but I have seen the video of the Norwegian guy covering one of Paul Wilson's songs, so I'm going to assume it's him. Is it Sven? It could well be. <laughs> <laughs> He's the one I know. But, yeah, things you need to know, go, look it up on Facebook. It's L-U-S-C Centenary Night. Uh, you'll find it fairly easily. And it's on Friday 20th of March. It's down at 7 o'clock. I'm sure that that will be a rough start time. But And I look forward to hearing about people seeing Jack there. Because I will not be there. I'm hoping that people don't really notice me there. I shouldn't be the one being paid attention to. And that's just in life. Yeah. Generally. But no, that is a, that's how you do a real sponsorship and that, that's for no money. Call me a lefty or call me really, really bad at business. Both. <laughs> Both. <laughs> like a true lefty. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? Yeah, yeah, we didn't get paid for saying that. But there's some Leeds players who shouldn't have been paid for QPR 1, Leeds nil. And you know who really shouldn't have been paid? The fucking referee. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, we lost 1-0, Naki Wells, with his basketball goal. Yeah, uh, as I tweeted before the game, and I, I described it as, fortunately, I am not able to watch the game. Yeah, because you were it, I, not, was, even, not even in enemy territory, just in a different football ground. I was in shit territory. 
I was in Rotherham. I was at Rotherham United's ACL New York, New York State. And to be fair, I've got to give it that. It's a nice little ground. There's plenty of parking. Um, but yeah, I, I There'd was, be plenty of parking at Ellen Road if it was only like 8,000 people there. It's amazing how empty it is considering. I mean, aren't they top of League One? They're up towards the top, yeah. They're, and they're doing well. I will say, and I might have my blinkers on about how good we were in League One, but the moments I get to watch the games... They are shite. And League One football is terrible. Think how shit a lot of championship football is. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair point. Uh, but anyway, so I, I had text Jack asking him to, to keep me updated. And unfortunately, or unfortunately, they they did have the game on, on the TVs as well. So I caught glimpses of, of things happening. Uh, I was lucky enough to be able to turn around and go, oh, that looks like it's a, probably a red card tackle. Oh, it is. Yeah, we'll come on to that. Obviously, the the goal was quite early. Uh, free free kick from Eze deflects out, hits Wells on hits Wells on the left elbow, and I can sort of see how the ref missed that one. He still should have seen it because he had a good view, mm. but I can see how he missed that one. It then bounces up and he palms it into his into the correct position with his right arm. Yeah, just Henri versus Ireland style control. Spinning on the finger. Uh, obviously, Casillas gone for the first free kick, so he's miles out of position and scores. It's not too, not too different for Casillas, to be honest. No, he. Uh, where, where was the linesman in all this? Because all I was thinking of, surely the linesman's got to be in a position to see that. From when it showed it back, the referee was looking right at it. The linesman did have a body in the way. Uh, uh. Now he still. Probably should see it, but there was play- people in line of sight. If there's a body in the way, you should probably see the arm that's just sticking yeah. out <laughs> slightly ahead of that body. Yeah, no, it was it was a dreadful decision. It was, you know, any, fit, any handball leading to a goal is handball now, which I don't actually like that rule, but that is the rule. <laughs> I mean, in this case, it was very much... Yeah, but this one, the, the second one is so bad. Uh but it was very typical Leeds in a lot of ways where we had a lot of play but didn't really create that many clear-cut chances. Bamford had that one first half on the right foot where can people stop complaining online about the one in 33 thing? He tweeted, that must have been a shit XG model because the other ones had it like 0.28 and 0.3. So it was, you know, the one that was live, the model was shit. Uh, Yeah, it was a dreadful finish that on the... I know it's his weak foot, but... This is this is why I just don't go by XG. I just look at it and go, got to do better. Well, then. I think that was one of the ones where it showed that it was wrong because they were, everyone went, nah, fuck off, no. <laughs> but uh, that was a bad miss, but it was his penalty in the second half, Bamford. It was... It's one, it's one of the worst penalties I've seen that did go in the corner. Not like the really worst ones you've seen, uh, mm. you know, middle, halfway towards the corner and at a good height. Yeah. This wasn't like that. It was just hit with so little conviction. It I don't know, it, it's it's quite easy to say this once you've once you kind of seen someone miss a penalty. But he did he did not have a look of confidence. No, on his everyone face. everyone I know who saw that game said he's gonna miss this. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one because obviously we've kind of jumped between him and Click taking penalties this season because Click had that. I don't. I still don't know why Click isn't on him. He missed one. Well, he's only taken two for us. Yeah, but I mean, he missed one, and it's the only one he's missed in his career. 
And he did put the keeper the wrong way with it. He just put it wide. It was a bit too casual with it. Yeah. It, I mean, is that Bamford's third penalty miss already for us? Um, he missed one against... I'm trying to remember games. No, I'm sure he's missed two already before that. He's missed a lot of things. Didn't we miss one? Did we miss one in the awful Wigan game? Or did we not score that? No, because because uh, Bamford's goal was right foot across the keeper. Okay, then yes, we missed a penalty in that one. Yeah, <laughs> and I think he missed. I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to repress those memories. Yeah, if I'm being me honest, me too. That's why I can't really remember <laughs> it. They'll all come flooding back in a week. Uh, yeah, it was a it was a really poor penalty. At this point, though, I, I look at Luke Ayling and think I'd rather him take it than Pamford. Yeah, and I mean Hernandez was on the pitch as well, but his penalty record's not great for us either. No, no. To be honest, I can imagine Hernandez doing the same thing just to the opposite corner. Yeah. Um. No, it, it's it was just I looked at that 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 shot of his face before he takes that penalty. There's mm. there's nothing there that really tells you he's he's got confidence in that and. I had this. I actually had this conversation with my mom because my mom hates Patrick Bamford. Does not rate him at all. And she was saying like, should, uh, her argument was, should the manager not make an audible call to have someone else take it? To which my response was, because here's a way to not shatter someone's confidence at all. When the manager <laughs> goes, oh no 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 no, don't you let him near this penalty. Did you see that with Guardiola for? Um, it was was it Jesus taking the penalty? Oh I. No, it was when Sterling was taking it against Wolves and he got saved. And it, it was before he took the first one going, no, he shouldn't be taking this. And then he and then it got saved and he got away with it because there was encroachment. Mm. And then he took it again and it got saved again, but he scored the rebound. <laughs> and Guardiola was like, see? I, t- <laughs> <laughs> I told you. <laughs> now he got away with it. <laughs> now the... But there were other problems in this game besides Bamford having an off day, which he really did. Mm. Like... Like the first half, I remember thinking, I've never seen a striker under Bielsa be so isolated. Yeah. There was no one near him. So even if he did, even the ones that he did win, there was no one there to help. What What was, uh, I've seen the highlights, but you've obviously got to see a lot more of the game than I did. How much of an impact did Pablo have on the game? Because this, this being his, his first start back. He wasn't anywhere near his best, but he did, he was the one getting on the ball. Yeah. Like he normally is. He, he'll... You, you text me saying that, um, I think saying that mostly it was our wingers that just weren't in the game at all. Yeah, we just we just never got going. Like, there was nobody hit a 7 out of 10. Mm. I don't think. It was really not much of a game. Uh, it's like, there was a bit after, there's a few bits like, it clearly wasn't working and Bielsa did his normal thing of not changing anything. Like the only, I mean, I think he brought Alioski on at half time for Douglas, and Douglas was getting ripped to bits by Bright Say Samuel, who was the best player on the pitch. Yeah, um, and someone we talked about last time as well. But... Yeah, he don't get as much focus because of Eze, mm. but he had a really good game. In fairness to him, um, but there was a bit that I'll tell you, there was a bit that Bielsa said after the game that kind of wound me up. It's one of it's one of the things he said that's. One of the few times where he's properly pissed me off with something he said, actually. Where he just went, well, you know, Bav- he was basically saying Bamford was having a bad game and I'd have took him off if I'd have had anyone on bench. Well, the entire, I mean, the entire fan base... You chose that bench. The entire fan base had spent the last week saying, well, now there's no one here. Surely Edmondson should be on the bench. 
and, and again, in this situation, you're one nil down, your striker's not playing well. What do you have to lose? Yeah. Or even if it had took him off and brought someone else on and shoved Harrison Acosta up front. Yeah. You could, I mean, to be honest, again... I don't uh, like uh, that as an option, but... Yeah. <laughs> it's it's this this idea of just... I understand that he only wants the, the players that he clearly wants, but when you've not got any strikers, needs must... And, it, and, it, and fair enough that he, he, maybe he doesn't make the move, you know, make the movements that Bielsa wants him to. But he's getting goals. He's scoring goals for yeah. fun in the 23s. There's nothing more he can do at that level now. No. I say, I'm, I'm fine with the fact that Bielsa clearly doesn't rate Edmondson. He's a better judge than me. Mm. But while we haven't got anyone else... Yeah, I'd, I, you know, I get the feeling it's very much he's just not a Bielsa player. Yeah. Clearly, the the kid knows how to score a goal. Mm. If if nothing else, he knows how to put the ball in the back of the net. Um, it's at this point, I I really don't I really don't see why that wasn't why that's not an option. Well, I'm hoping he'll be on bench on Tuesday, but I don't think he will be. No. Um, I I did go back through because I hadn't checked him after the last podcast. That's 31 games in. Uh, you're 45, I'm 41. Because I did get the score for the QPR game and you got it right for the West Brom game. Uh, there has been a little bit of transfer news, not loads, uh, on the outs, which I haven't even put the outs on here, that's how brief these notes are. Uh, right, who, we already talked about Shotnessy going and everyone. Yeah. Uh, Gil Amore, who we brought in as a favour to his dad, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he is uh, just about gone. I don't think it's been confirmed yet. And uh, Rafa Mahika has ended his loan at Extremadura and he is off on loan to Villarreal B. I'm guessing that's a step up. I think that they're both in the third tier. Okay. But apparently, like, Mahika was, like, in tears at the end of the last... after the last Extremadura game and it just hasn't gone well at all. Mm. and he probably won't be here next year. The one that's slightly disappointing based on how good he looked at first, uh, it looks pretty nailed on that Kunta Manushkov will be gone by the end of this week. I'd, I've seen Probably the not head- the end of this week, because I'm all over, my, I'm all over the place with days. It's Friday, say- <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. It was a quick deal. I think last time I was sleep-deprived because I was on nights, and now I'm sleep-deprived because I've just finished nights. So I've, I've only seen the headline for this. So what, what what's the deal there? Uh, just another one? Just... Out of favour, Bielsa doesn't think he's going to quite be good enough. Which, to be honest, I think he's... Pro- I, I actually agree. He probably is right, but again, it seems... Like, it seems I don't strange. think he's progressed. I don't, I, I don't think he's any better now than he was two years ago. Do you think he, he, he was just a very good under-18s player? Yeah, and, and I, 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 I don't think he's any better. And I think that's why they tried him moving him to wing and tried moving him to play as a number 10 hmm. and all of that stuff because they thought maybe... And I mean, I'm sure he'll have a solid career, but yeah. I, I just don't think he's quite... It'll be a shame because he, he definitely looked promising, mm. you know, and, and he's he's had two good years with the under-18s. What, what were they, runners-up and winners of the league? Uh, and... We won the under-18s league... When he was in that, because he yeah. scored the winning goal in the on last day of the season to win it, mm. uh, and then when he stepped up to twenty three, twenty three's won it. I'm just saying, there's a correlation. Yeah, 
Uh, speaking of the 23s, they played today, they drew two all with Wolves. Yes, and I saw one of the worst misses I've ever seen. Yes, from their number 11. I can't remember what his <laughs> name was, but it is one of the worst misses I've ever seen. But Stuart McIntyre scoring twice. Uh, he, he's looking pretty good. Yeah, he's another one who but, his name pops up every, every I, other I game. I think, come to think of it, I think that's one of the reasons why Temenushkov might be going. When you look at that squad, like today in 23s, Miyazek played really well and he's like 22. Yeah. But... This season, like Jack Jenkins is now playing pretty much, you know, most weeks in 23s, and he's like 18. Uh, McKinstry's playing, and I think McKinstry's still 17. Yeah. Today, Nicholas Hogland played, and he's 18. Uh, Casey and Cresswell at centre back there, Casey might have turned 19 now. Mm. Joe, uh, Joe Stanley's been playing at left back, and he's 17 or 18. Noan Kenny has started the last couple. His 17th birthday was like a week ago. Or, well, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So I think that they might have, they might be getting past that generation that ought to sign just to fill out the... Yeah, I mean... To that, fill out the 23s when we didn't have anyone after Chilino decimated it. And that's that's one of the things that I always, I, I think is very harshly held against Victor Orta at yeah. the moment now is... He's done some really shit first team signings, but all of those 23s he bought were more that a necessity, I think. Yeah, it was very much turning up and just going. There were some good players in the twenty threes, but they were been filled. But the squad was on the whole being filled out mm. with players who just weren't up to it. Yeah. So that's and which is why Wasim Boy is still. Wait, is he the one that's still around? Wasim Boy is still on the books, I believe. My God. And I think he's still got a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> that six-year contract we gave him really paying out. At least when we signed, he's Ga- like twenty-five. Yeah. At least when we signed Guillemot as a favour, it was. 18 and cost fuck all yeah <laughs> not 22 and the Rafa Mejica deal's really turning out to be an odd one though yeah, just someone to sign and then instantly send them out on loan I think that he got signed as a, a punt by Arta and within three weeks someone's gone ah he's probably well not. he did play a couple like one of the friendlies maybe two mm. and I think that what happened was he got brought in he had two weeks training and be able to went, nah, he's shit, and bombed him out. Is this not what a trial's for? Yeah, but... Uh, yeah, tra- I can't, <laughs> like, I can't seems, even justify that. At least he so won't have cost out, but... Because normally, especially if you're signing a younger player, and I, I even understand, like, if you've got someone in the under-18s who you think, all right, this, this is too easy for them, maybe send them out on loan. You'd maybe think give him till January in and around the because he he would have been in the under 18s, right? Or was he Mahika? Yeah, Mahika's about 21, 22. Is he? Well, uh, put him in the 21s for a bit at least. Then I give, have no idea. Him... I, I will check how old he is, but I'm sure he's in his 20s. I thought he was younger than that, but I, I honestly thought that I felt like I don't know. We've got a few strikes, but keep him, keep him around the squad. He's 21. Oh, okay. Well, keep him around the 23s anyway. And, uh, clearly, again, we've got no strikers. Yeah, I'd, I really couldn't care who it is at this point. Yeah, no, he's um, it's weird. But like getting back to today's one, McKinstry showed some really nice touches, and he started playing inside. Now he started playing as a ten, mm. uh, which the first time I saw him do it was awful. But I think the first time I saw him do it was that time where they got knocked for seven by Derby's when half of ours were on international duty. Yeah. And they played a really strong team. Yeah. 
No, it's good. And always, always under BLC, you're always looking for players to have a bit of fluidity in, in where they can mm. play. So it's nice to see. I, you just got to look at a few of the players. Like Robbie Gotts has been utilised all over the field with the under-23s. Mm. Um, so it's it's not all that surprising, really. Yeah. And on the bench today for 23s was Elia Capril. Yes. Which is done for an half-year deal. Good. He is a young keeper. Italian Youth International, none of us have seen him play. (laughs) (laughs) I've got nothing else to add to this. But But it sounds like the deal was very cheap and he was wanted by a fair few and has been on a few clubs radar, so. Yeah, and again, by the sounds of things, Miazek will be gone at the end of the season. Yeah, and I I reckon... So I think that... I reckon Huffer might well be as well. Yeah, so you'd you'd imagine that's probably the spot he's going to fill is... Under 23's goalkeeper and, and backup keeper. Yeah, well, currently I keep thinking probably second choice next year behind Meslier and we'll get rid of Casillo in summer. We've still got to sign him yet. Yeah, but it sounds like he wants to be here. And we all want him here, so yeah. let's just get this deal over the line. He wants to be trying to force through his permanent deal now because we've only seen him play once and he was brilliant. Yeah. So like his stock's never going to be higher. It's never going to be higher than it is right now. <laughs> uh, and one which on the notes says just about done, but is actually done now. It's been on Twitter. Uh, complete design of Ian Pervader. Mate, with the coronavirus going around, I'm not entirely sure that's the best joke to go with. Is that what it's actually called? It's called coronavirus. Oh, I've got that. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, the, the actual more likely one is that it fits into the Kiko Pablo chant really well. Ian Pervader. <laughs> so that'll probably what happens. But free transfer, uh, apparently there's been a thing, I actually saw something from the Man City end. Uh, bonuses, like add-ons going up to a million. Thirty mm. percent uh, sell-on fee, and I think that there was also a uh, sort of first option thing. If Leeds accept twenty million off someone, Man City have Man a City get first option. Yeah, any of that stuff, uh, which there's always going to be something like that. Yeah, uh, obviously it would have been a full-on free in the summer, but one we need a player now, and two that is a very cheap deal, and it's fair enough. Yeah, and and, and we had to stop him going to Italy or. Yeah, can't have Ian playing in Italy. Yeah. Ash- it? Ashley's bad enough. I'm sorry, I can't believe we've uh, sent an envoy over to Italy. Fucking Ashley Young. Yeah, oh yeah, he's going to win, wasn't he? Yeah. I thought you meant when Ashley Cole played for them. <laughs> no, see, I can understand that. Again, as, as much of an arsehole some... as he ever was, I've got a lot of time for Ashley Cole because he's to... just a genuinely good player. Yeah. has to be said, there's something... Uh, Delightfully retro about someone going from Man United to Inter Milan for £1.3 million. <laughs> but uh, uh, Perveda, again, I can only go off highlights because I don't. Uh, he's got a very, he had a good scoring record for England throughout the youth levels. Mm. Uh, and he does seem highly rated. The one game I've seen him play for was I did watch that League Cup semi final when Man City played Burton. Yeah. And I remember him looking pretty good. But you couldn't really tell up from that. Yeah. Because again, ten Man City players and me, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't look good, but I'd look a lot better than I am. <laughs> Get the players to do the running for you. Well, it's like that that thing that I've said about when England play like San Marino. They, it should be ten of a ticket, money to NHS. 
every man between 18 and 35 is eligible. <laughs> One name gets drawn out of the hat and it's 10 England internationals and you <laughs> versus San Marino. 10 of a ticket, but sell millions. <laughs> It'd be a brilliant boost. I think, I think you fixed the NHS, to be I, honest. I, honestly, I've, I said it as a joke years ago, and I now think, I'm not, I think this is a good idea. <laughs> you need to get that on the side of a red bus. You have to pay, you, they have to play you for a minimum of half an hour. Yeah, <laughs> that's reasonable. But uh, as I say, it looks good, and he does fill one at holes that we really need. He can play both wings and it can sort of play as an attacking central midfielder yeah and I, i've said before since since i is gone i think i think we really needed a backup player to play at 10 and not just push click forward he does have from what you've what i've seen some similarities to saez sam ian no, <laughs> i like it yeah no he seems to be willing to get the ball down and run at people he doesn't seem as hesitant to shoot as Saez was, which is a good sign. A brilliant sign in this yeah. team. Num- number seven shirt as well. Is that the shirt? Is that the number he's got? Yeah, I've missed having a number seven. <laughs> it's an interesting one, which unless Bielsa just does not give a shit and just goes, pick whichever number you like that's free. I would have him down as someone who doesn't really care about that. I'd be upset about that, but I wish he was more of a traditionalist, but footballers being what yeah. they are. Um, do you, do you think he goes into the squad for Tuesday? With how young our bench has been, maybe. Yeah. In, I mean, after Alioski's I've, babysitting in the I first half, I think he's more likely on the bench for the Wigan game the following Saturday. Yeah, because I think he'll want. I don't know if the twenty threes play like Monday or this week. Mm. With him playing today, I doubt it. By the way, have you seen? Have you seen? We've made more tickets available for the Wigan game. Really? Have they not sold out for the way end? No. So, but I'm guessing the number must be so low that we're able to put fans in the lower tier. Yeah. Well, it's not considered a threat. Well, we have had a few games where we've done that, but normally it's only sort of the day or two days before where we find out for certain that we can do that. Yeah. With Wigan, it's a week or so. <laughs> yeah. They'll probably sell that little section under the um, under yeah, the big screen is, as well. It's. Uh... I, I did. I just saw West Ham lower. So. Yeah, so I think it'll be all of that. Yeah, well, which ho- makes sense. Hopefully, well, if we get a good result on Tuesday, that'll sell. For, that'll sell. That is a big if by Jack. Yeah, but we'll sell a thousand extra tickets if we do that. Because <laughs> if we play well for one game, everyone. Because by the sounds of it, I don't think Millwall on Tuesday is sold out. It's first time in we're a all, really long time. We're all a bit pessimistic. Yeah, but four and a half year deal for Pavedo. So I'm uh, I'm quite pleased with that. Uh, there's been a few links. Obviously, the Che Adams link is still going, but it's not happening. In spite of Southampton going, no, no. leave us alone. <laughs> we're like that. We're like that drunk guy in a bar that everyone hates. Yeah, just chatting up that one lass who's clearly saying, "Well, hang on, I need to rephrase that because it's more like she's saying yes, but her pimp is saying no." <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, he's he's actually well up for it by the sounds of it. <laughs> it's in this clear situation. And can it just be said as well that, because it was touted that we were going to pay, uh, it, the, light, the latest offer looked like, what was it, a two million loan fee yeah. until the end of the season. 
with going up to 20 million in the summer. Yeah, and the original bid, which apparently Southampton were pleased with at first, and were if it were just up to the board, they would have taken, was 2 million and like 12 or 13 in the summer. There was just that tweet the other day of just Erling Haaland, 17 million. Yeah, because he had a release clause. <laughs> and I know he had a release clause, but you just look and go, why is Shea Adams costing, like, why are we throwing this much money at him? I know we need a striker. Yeah, it's Premier League and English, though, isn't it? It's just I, the way it works now. I can't justify that amount of money. It's wrong. And while we've mentioned him, that is a fucking debut for Erling Haaland to have for Borussia Dortmund. Yeah, off the bench with 40 minutes left to score a hat-trick. It's yep. not, not too bad. Um, we've also... The links with Bowen, where it was just Nixon from the Sun and everyone else saying, nah... Well, suddenly there, Grant McCann's come out and said, if he doesn't sign a new contract, we might have to sell. We're going to have to sell Jared Bowen in January. Yeah, because he's got six months left on his contract, but they have a year option that's on the club's end. Yeah, so he's got eighteen months left on his contract, really. Yeah, um, I mean, I'd, I'd love to sign Bowen, and he can play as a striker, but he's not. He's not really what we need, although he is really good and. Could play. See, I, I honestly, and again, going through Twitter, and I know, I know it's not the best place to get to, to get the best evaluation of, of any Leeds player. Like I, certainly in the time I've been back, have actually been. I'm going to say pleased with Costa. I'm not going to say I don't like. I by far, I'm not saying he's playing his best. I, I'm mm. well aware that he's not but I think he's having a much bigger impact in games now than he was two months ago. And I think that there's a lot of negativity that surrounds him. Oh yeah, he's definitely improved. And the one thing that I like with Costa is even when he's not having a good game, he's always a threat. Yeah, which is, and again, we go back to the Chef Wednesday game where I was so surprised that he was the one that came off. Um and I, you know, and I like Jack Harrison. I rate Jack Harrison. I thought both of them had played hadn't played well or made much of an impact. But I thought if, it, but at least there's times when Costa gets the ball and with his pace, he will beat the fullback. Yeah, isn't it's not quite as often, but Costa's got a bit of that thing that Hernandez has, where when he's having a bad game, you think, yeah, but he might do something. Yeah, but Jack Harrison, you just think he might be playing shit, but Jesus, he's going to bring that ball down. And the new one today, which. I mean, if you'd have said it two years ago when he was really, really highly rated, would have been unbelievable to hear. Uh, Jean-Kevin Augustin from Leipzig, who is currently he's on loan at Monaco, haven't really gone well. I don't think he's scored any and he's, he's only started two. It's a bit like in Ketty at Leeds, only without the goals. Mm. But like, he's got 20 goals in 60-odd for Leipzig, who are now top of the Bundesliga. Him getting sent out on loan from Leipzig is no slight. They've got Timo Werner and Patrick Schick and Yusuf Poulsen and Matthias Cunha. Yeah. And they've got a couple of other strikers as well. Who are, what are they, the Sheffield Wednesday of Germany? Uh, no, they were... I mean, I can't really have a go at them because I'm literally drinking Red Bull. <laughs> uh, but, like, they... Um, the thing is, with them signing him, and they paid 13 million euros for him from PSG. And he did get some first-team football at PSG as well, just not loads, because obviously they had that, at that point, you know, Cavani and... <laughs> yeah. They've got... Well, you know what they like for strikers. Uh, they... 
he, he was really highly rated and re- the Red Bull clubs between Leipzig and Salzburg have excellent scouting. So it'd be, I mean, in theory, it should, it'd be a really good signing, but it's quite a complicated deal to do. Yeah. Because I think, because he's on loan at Monaco and it doesn't sound like there's some automatic recall clause. It'd be a matter of like sort of negotiating between the clubs. Yeah. Because they're not playing him, but it sounds like they like having him there for depth. Are Monaco still in trouble? Uh, yeah, they've sacked Leonardo Jardim for the second time. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to remember who they brought in now. Because uh, I, I don't keep up with French football as much as I probably should. No, Jack. You don't need to keep up with French football. And by that, and by no that, one needs to keep up with and French football. And by that, I mean listening to the very good podcast on the continent. I, I don't care, honestly. It's on the football ramble feed. It's really good. Uh, Robert Moreno is who they've got. You know, Robert Moreno, he's the guy that, um, you know, the one that uh, when Luis Enrique's daughter died and he stepped down as Spain manager? Yes. He's the one that took over and then they all fell out. Oh, okay. Yeah, and like when, when they that went was, to give... That, that's a positive yeah, sign. Yeah, when they went to give him the job back, Moreno, by the sounds of it, basically said, but... Uh, well, it wasn't really him. The FA apparently told him, right, you'll get till the end of the Euros and then he'll be back. Mm. And he came back now. <laughs> and Moreno was pissed off, but they all, they probably, he'd been in Riga's assistant the whole time, they properly fell out. But no, so, he's so, a, Sounds like a real Gary Monk. Yeah. Well, it, it'd be more, he's Pep Clotet, only he's a bit, a lot more of an arsehole than Pep Clotet, <laughs> who is, seems like a nice guy. Uh, but, I mean, obviously you won't have seen much of him play, but in theory, Augustan? Uh, to be honest, at this point, he's a body. Yes, I'll take him. Yeah, he'll take um, <laughs> Does I'd he like, play like up for Like I said, I can't, I can't claim to know a lot about him, but he, he's got a decent record. Yeah, he's where, got a good record for France as well at youth level. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it would be interesting to see what the figures come to for something like that. Like I say, it's, it's already a complicated enough deal. Yeah, I, I put on the the article about it on through it all together, which you should all follow on Twitter at thru it's all lufc. Uh, it'll def- if that happens, it'll definitely be a loan deal. We probably would be at negotiate a permanent fee, but it'd be only if we go up. Yeah, because I reckon it'd be fourteen, fifteen million. Apparently, last last summer, he was linked with like Palace and Villa. And they had talks, and apparently that was looking for around 14, 15 million. He'd be glad he didn't go to Villa. Mm. Well, Villa seem able to just break strikers as, like we break central defenders at the minute. And left backs. Yeah. Uh, and then the one that it was an excellent time for it to come out in terms of distracting Leeds fans on Twitter from the doom and gloom. Adidas. Yes. Now, admittedly, Phil Hay had been, I think he did once outright say it. He'd been alluding to this for seven months or something <laughs> daft. I am thrilled by this news. Yeah. As I, you know, I'm someone who openly will buy at, at least one kit a season. But since, openly, like it's a shameful thing. Well, no, there's a lot. Of, I know there's a lot of people who are kind of once once they consider themselves adults think, why, why am I going to spend fifty quid on? this replica shirt or anything like that but you know I, I, I've i got a nice I've got a big Leeds shirt collection as, 
Um, but yeah, since we've been out of the Premier League, when you're dealing with Admiral Kappa and Macron, the Adidas is, that's the promised land right there. That's all I've wanted for years is is a nice Adidas kit and some of the uh, some of the mock-ups that people have thrown together just look so nice. Yeah, I'm a, it's good to have a, I know it sounds awful, but a, a proper football. Like Kappa is, but I'm just not keen on Kappa. Yeah, and, and to be fair, I, maybe not so much this season. I, I don't mind, like, I'm, I'm fine with the kits this season, but I'm not blown away by any of them. Hmm. Um, the the blue away kit they did a couple of years ago with the yellow trim is is probably the nicest one I think they've mm. done. Yeah. They're all a lot better than the Diodora ones, well, anyway. Oh god, I forgot about Diodora. Diodora, they were my least favorite kits. They ones with central badge, weren't they? Yeah, I hated was, them. I've completely forgotten about Diodora. But yeah, I, it sounds that was, like that was a one year deal. There well. was a few things saying that it's not done, but it sounds like it's pretty likely. Yeah, and apparently sounds like we get more money for it as well if we go up. Yeah, if we go up, the price of a deal goes up. Good. Which, you know, uh, is a nice thing to think about as a, you know, something that isn't going to happen. <laughs> um, listen, while we're in the championship next season, at least we'll ha- get to look at some very nice Adidas kits. Yeah. I was looking at left. It's a shame all the players are left. <laughs> And Pablo will still be here, probably. Yeah, actually, although, even though he's signed back to you, he might go back to Spain if we don't go up. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're not going to stand in his way if he goes, I, nah. think, I think we'll call it there. Uh, I was I was watching Match of the Day before I came over here, and uh, I was looking at Leicester's kit just thinking, you just turn those gold stripes into yellow stripes, and, and that is a really nice away kit. No, just solid, just a solid blue, nice yellow stripes on the arm. That's all you need. Oh, I can't wait! But yeah, anyway, that that so, is sorry. One... Jack's playing Candy Crush at the moment, so he's a uh, he's a bit disposed of. He's not. He's just checking. He's just checking. He hasn't missed out with Millwall in his head. <laughs> but he's talking about himself in the third person. So I'm tired, mate. <laughs> you said his, so I said his. <laughs> if you'd have said she, I'd have probably said she. <laughs> Jack, nobody here said his. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, so Millwall Tuesday. Oh yeah, I totally fancy that one. If you can, I fancy uh, it's more at home than I would away. Just imagine a fat guy with uh, some big cheeks rolling his eyes. That that is my face right now. You don't have to imagine it. You're looking at it. It's like looking in a mirror. Uh, (laughs) No, they've uh, they've been on really good form. They've picked up form, haven't they? They're like eighth now, and I can't. It's something like they've only lost twice since Gary Rowett came in out of about seventeen or something. Playing very well. Uh, Jed Wallace has, a, has been really good on the wing. They've just signed Ryan Woods, who I know it didn't work out at Stoke, but he's a good he's player. A good player. I, I was dying for us to sign him for quite a while. Uh, they've got Sean Hutchison in midfield. He's good. They've got big Mathieu Smith. Oh, God. Uh, who, much, like, much like at De Nuiu, is the exact sort of striker we struggle against. Yeah. Well, I'm 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 back in the West End for this one as well because I'm going with my mom. I've abandoned Jack for this one because clearly going to watch games with you and your dad has not worked out well for us this season. No, it's been fine when we haven't all gone. Uh, yeah. Although the, no, although the, the Chef Wednesday game it was just me and you when we. Yeah. More shit. Um. So yeah, I, I'm going to that game with my mom. I'd, so there's every chance I'm going to bump into Mrs. Smith again. Yeah. Old yeah, friend. she might she might well be back in there. Uh, I know what shirt I'm wearing. <laughs> yeah. 
enormous Jake Cooper at the back as well, who, when you can't defend corners, he's not what you want. No. Uh, Alex Pierce is okay, I suppose, at centre-back. We've got Bialkowski goalkeeper. Oh, God. <laughs> Goal. <laughs> that's, that's such a long-running joke between me, you and Connie as well. Just, <laughs> just one, let's put some broken English in there, and two... How? What would be the best way to describe how this slight nutter of a goalkeeper, how would you define his style of just... And it just ended with the words, Bialkowski, goalkeeper. <laughs> I, th- I think he'd been playing Cod or something. <laughs> and he just... <laughs> but no, these... Squad's only all right on paper, but he's got them playing. And even, the weird thing is, even playing some decent football... Are we talking about Leeds or Millwall? Here? Millwall. Oh. It's really hard to think. No, it's it's horrible to think of. I, I'm just trying to remember the last time Millwall were anyway were anyway half decent. And if I remember rightly, at the start of the season, we both uh, that we went back to the championship. They were they also got off to a good start that year. Yeah. Uh, the which year was it? They they had a, their first year back in the championship this time after they got relegated again. Yeah. They ended up about seventh or eighth. Like they, they had a really good run. But mm. now they, these are if if they they're the sort of team that if they're out of form, you look at the squad and think they're nothing. But when they're playing well, you think, well, he's quite solid and he's quite solid. And so they're, they're Jack, very, Jack's not talking in terms of playing ability; he's talking about physicality. Yeah, they're all very solid. They're all very solid. Solid Brexit votes. <laughs> Uh, no, they're um, they're they're a decent enough side. And Millwall, there's just something about when we play Millwall. Oh, it's like psychologically, it's got us now, yeah, hasn't it? Like, I really hope we just go out there with a sense of just putting right what should have happened at Millwall this season, instead of us getting fucked over by a ref. Just, yeah. just go beat them. Yeah, we are better than them, and we should we're, beat we're them. Better than them that day. Yeah, it just the other thing with playing Millwall is it reminds me of one of the best the best fan shot video I've ever seen at a football game. Other than that Pogba goal for Juve, where is the guy's directly behind him and it just looks perfect. Is this a Lasaga one? Yeah, when with Lasaga getting the box, you fuck, <laughs> <laughs> and then he smash it, and then he smashes it in from twenty five yards with his left foot. <laughs> uh, oh, Pierre Michel, we had. Some good times, some yeah. some not so. God, if if he'd have had work rate and just stayed in shape, because he really did have ability. <laughs> yeah, in theory, he was a great signing. In practice, God, he was he was like the un, he was he was a lot like an unmotivated Mark Viduka, wasn't he? Just you know, it's there. Yeah, just, only he has no appliance. Only way worse. <laughs> no application. Yeah, no, it was a. It was interesting to watch because he started so well. I think he could be asked for about six games, and in those six games, he was, looked. Wasn't it, one of those against an awful Burton team. As yeah, well. that was his first game when we were watching him. Because I remember saying in that game that the good thing is that even compared to Chris Wood, he even looks a bit quicker. And in that game, he did. <laughs> and then by the end of his time here, it looked like he'd run the hundred meters in about forty-seven seconds. <laughs> but uh, no. <laughs> I'm really sorry for being so negative. One one. 
So, because we should also mention, obviously, there is no Calvin Phillips in this. Oh game. yeah, we never, we talk- never actually went through the. Tackle. We never talked about his red card because it was so obviously a red card. <laughs> Calvin Phillips, who said, who had said in the press conference before, the players are confident and not feeling the pressure, and they're not feeling the negativity of the fans. Yeah, he um he was clearly very frustrated. But the thing was, when like. When he turned, when he turned and went towards the player from five yards away, you could see exactly what he was going to do. You could just tell he was going to go for. I mean, he's he's lucky that he missed him. Mm. Like he caught him with his trailing leg. If he'd have got him at the height he was, he'd have broke his leg. It was a, it was an odd. No, I know he's a late player, and we, I, he's one of my very, very favourite players. But there's no excuse for a tackle like that. It was a horrendous tackle. No, and and now. We've now got three games without him. Yeah. Today in the 23s, uh, I think Bogut's played for like half an hour with, I think Jenkins was deep. And then they played half an hour of McCalmont deep and then ha- and then they played Shackleton as well. They like moved them all about. Yeah. Uh, I, well, we'll I mean, we've, well, I've just done the score, but we should probably mention that. Who do you think comes in? I think most likely he's going to try Ben White there again. And play Brady at centre-back? I think so. Yeah. He could I, well. I, that is what he did last time, and he is I, a creature of habit. Yeah, I honestly don't think he's got the... Conv- I mean, Shackleton's not a, a, a defensive-minded player. Yeah, no, I must admit, he wouldn't be the one for it. I, I, I said Ma- before the Huddersfield game that I would have played McCalmont, and I still think I would. Yeah, I'd have thought McCalmont would be the obvious one. But again, you and I've talked about this quite a lot over the last few weeks. We've again got to this point in the season where the squad's thin, but you've got all these under-23 players that have barely played any. Yeah, And now you've got a game like Millwall where you can't really afford to throw out for McCalmont in because he's not had the game time yeah. at this level. Whereas if he'd have had five appearances off the bench... Yeah, at least given 15, 20 minutes here and there. Where, earlier in the season when we were playing well. Yeah, Um does Robbie Gotts go in there? The only other thing that I'm wondering is, as much as it's not his role, I'm wondering if he'll fancy the idea of playing someone else in midfield and dropping Click back. Because Click's tackling stats are actually quite good. But by someone else, do you mean Stuart Dallas? It, well, it probably would be Dallas. To give us an even younger substitute bench. <laughs> uh, well, to be honest, after it way that... Um, after where they got played before, I, it's, it's weird things like, and did I, I've just had a thought, but they, uh, no, it, the way that we're um, playing at the minute, and I do agree with you that I can't see him just throwing a youngster in, even though I would. Mm. I, I can't see him doing it. Because, yeah, uh, I mean, Dallas, Dallas could well end up there. I, uh, <sighs> I th- I, um, I think he's going to go with Ben White. The other option would be to play Dad to try Dallas as a holding midfielder. Yeah, and bring Alioski in at left back. Yeah, I don't fancy that as an idea. But, well, but it, it, I mean, it, none of the options we have. I don't fancy any of them to be honest. You see, I I've Pre- got a lot. Of preferably, fear. Calvin Phillips wouldn't have made this tackle and would have yeah. put us in this horrible position where yeah. we've got no other central. My God, like... Again, it was a really daft thing to do. My God, what I wouldn't give to have Adam Forshaw right now. Oh, yeah, we... 
we really do need him, but he's missing presumed dead. He's definitely missing a hip. Yeah, so anyway, I, I'm sticking with one all. Oh, against Millwall, I've got to be positive. I'm going to say 2-0 win. 2-0 win. And then, well, luckily, you see, Millwall, that's the sort of game where we're a bit of a bogey team, we have a bad record, we've got a bit of bad memories about it. Luckily, the next one we don't, we're going to own. What's that I can hear in the distance? Oh, it's the wheels coming off. Yeah. It, oh. The more I think about it, it genuinely, it's up there for the worst game. I'm haunted by my own tweet in that game of just after we took the league going, right, let's go smash them for six. <laughs> <laughs> let's go put these to, I think, it, I think Street Street, I think I said, let's go put these to the sword. Yeah. You see, the thing is, I might have said something similar if I wasn't there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, that game of just doing the same thing over and over again, just giving it to Jack Harrison who hits the first man. I mean, we wasted, we didn't get a shot away on most of our shooting opportunities and we still had like 36 shots. Oh, it was because uh, there were so many block shots or shots from 25 yards yeah. that were, went harmlessly over. It was, oh God, that game was horrendous. It was one of those days as well where even though we had all the ball and all the chances, we never actually looked like scoring. No. Once they went in front. It, was it, it was Reese James in that game that, was it Reese James that ran the game that day, or was it? Oh, he was their best player by a mile, just as he was at their places. I think he, I think he was taken off with about ten minutes left yeah. and put in an ice bath because yeah. he like he covered every bloody. Yeah, there's, a, there's a reason why he's now playing quite a lot for Chelsea. Um, he's a good player. Uh, I'm trying. I'm, I haven't really looked up their squad, so I don't actually know. I imagine it's shit. I'm no. I'm just trying to think if they've signed anyone. Like, I think that, I mean, I know that they're having a bad time, the 23rd. They're only above Luton, who, I think Luton have lost some at daft, like, eight or nine in a row now. But yeah. Wigan are just like they were last season away from home, only this year they're not winning the home games. Uh, so they're in serious trouble. But that doesn't mean out against Leeds. Uh I mean, but again, they're another team that have got a big shithouse striker who's really good in the air and good at hold-up play, Kiefer Moore. I thought you were going to say Caleb Fowler. There's a, there's a name from the past. <laughs> uh, Aca- Ke- Academy Moore. graduate. Yeah. Kiefer Moore, good player, and Charlie Mulgrew, good set pieces. So that that is the threat that you see straight away. Yeah. Um other than that, I mean, like Josh Windass has got some ability. Anthony Pilkington is okay. I mean, the def- have they still got? Is McCar- uh, was it McCarthy that went back there? Or was it? No, was it McManaman that went back there? Uh, I think he he may have gone there at some point. Because there's one I can't remember one of the. It was either McManaman or McCarthy, MacArthur. One of those ones that went back last year. I think I think Callum McManaman went back at some point. Yeah, uh, but I don't know if he's still there. I, honestly, again, this is a game that regardless, you've got to win this. If you, if I mean, just just while Jack's looking up the squad, you, the the stat that came out and yeah, McManaman did go back and then he went to Luton in summer. Oh, that's good. Was well, it combined? In our combined last 15 games, us and West Brom, we've 
both only won one and both have been against Birmingham away. Yeah. And ours was 5 4. We are both in shocking form. Yeah. Uh, but look, I've just I've got the list up now. Like, it really is nothing, this squad. Like, Shea Dunkley's all right at back. And he, the, when I'm looking at it, him and Kipre, you know, Mulgrew's set pieces, Kiefer Moore, you are looking at it going, uh, set pieces, they'll be a threat. Mm. Anthony Robinson, who plays left back, the American lad, he's quite good. He's he's the one player in this list that I think, yeah, he's actually pretty decent. Josh Windass has the ability, but he doesn't do a great deal. Joe Garner's not what he was a few years ago. This is, yeah, like these do not have anything on paper that you'd call a threat. So we've lost, so we're losing. So we've lost this one. <laughs> No, the, these at home, the only worry that you have is that the players get in the, the heads after last season. Yeah, you probably should have replaced all those players at the end of last season. Yeah, just get rid of all, start again. <laughs> get Eddie Gray and play the kids. Yeah. Um, I've, we've got to win this. Yeah, we've, we have to win this. I'm, I'm being confident. We'll win this and we'll win it 3-0. I was going to say 3-0. I'll, I'll say 2-0 again then. Yeah. Well, I know, I know, I could shit house this for the rest of the season. Just match every score you give now. Yeah, <laughs> and try and maintain that four point lead in the table. But yeah. well, there's I, no fun in that. I can't remember what his pre seasons were anyway. So yeah, I've no idea who's doing better. No, it's this is, and on Twitter you see a lot of this where they list like the next seven games and go, ah, oh, twenty one points. This is two home games against Millwall and Wigan. <laughs> We have to win, but we have to win both these games. And I'm I'm going into this saying I don't think we will. There's every chance we're coming away from this with one point and still yeah. being second somehow. Yeah. But like these are two games that we really have to win. And if we don't win these two, I mean, I said after the Chef Wednesday game that we're in trouble. And if we don't win these two, particularly if you know West West Brom win and Brentford win, and. The vet, where in fact anyone down to about seventh, because <laughs> yeah. like the other thing with Millwall game is they have to play Saturday. We don't, yeah. Like everything's in our favour. We really have to win these games. Yeah, mm. these omens that all set themselves up. Tell you what, for a team that are second in the league, we're very down, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're not doing well at the moment. No, not at the minute. Nor is anyone else in the top <laughs> six, by the looks of things. Yeah, Brentford have been doing all right. All right is, yeah. about, is about the best run anyone like, has put together. Like Middlesbrough have been doing well. Millwall are doing well. <laughs> it's a bizarre league. This, But to be honest, I, I was looking at the Premier League again, and, and I'm not saying this in any way to take away from how Liverpool are doing. I honestly think this is the weakest Premier League season in terms of challengers because I think I think this Liverpool team would still win the league but obviously Chelsea are doing worse than they than they did last season Tottenham are doing worse than they did last season Arsenal are doing worse than they did last season Man you have made the slightest improvement yeah it, 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 the Premier League's not its strongest and but that's the problem with the championship as well yeah, why it has to be this season? The championship's weaker than it has been. Yeah, we. Uh, I say on paper, Fulham stand out on the pitch. Before 
us, Brentford and West Brom stood out. I'd argue at the minute there's only West, there's only Brentford. Yeah. That are standing out actually on the pitch. Yeah, it's it's, it's awful. Like, I honestly, after all those years of us being crap, I really thought I'd enjoy us being second more. Yeah. Well, there was an article. Clearly, I'm not. There was an article on BBC yesterday, and it was like football fans under so much stress, at risk of heart attacks, all of that stuff. And every football fan was just going, well, duh. <laughs> it's not hard you didn't to... need a scientific study for this one it's not a heart attack I'm worried about it's more self-harm that's the one I'd be worried about um, by, self, leads... by self-harm do you mean defending set pieces <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah every time every time we put it out for a corner I think oh for fuck's sake mm. and every time we gain a corner I think oh for fuck's sake yeah worst conversion rate in the league <laughs> It was nice that two week stretch when Pablo was playing those little meticulous corners and then he got injured again and it all went to shit again. Yeah. And then someone said, get a set piece coach in. And you all went, no, we had one. It did fuck all. <laughs> but no, the, uh, that was really a bad run. And hopefully these games end it and we can feel, we can feel a lot better. So I saw a thing on Twitter that it was like this sums up Leeds' season. I'll just see if I can find it. It was a uh, it was the titles of the Phil Hayshow podcast. Uh, so far, so good. But will we go up, Phil? Our Leeds too predictable. What's wrong with Leeds United? <laughs> <laughs> That's four out of about six <laughs> in order. Are we are we saying the Phil Hay show is to blame for this? If we don't go up, yes. Yeah, fair I enough. Am, I am saying because it's usually because Phil Hay always finds a way to jinx it. And so, this time it's him improving his life by getting a better job. <laughs> selfish. <laughs> selfish Phil. <laughs> this is how Phil Hay gets his name on the list twice now for <laughs> jinxing us. Yeah. He's got his uh, he's got his name and his uh and his podcast on there, so will be a nicking OSW's award if we don't go. <laughs> Just replace Hogan with Hay. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I reckon that'll do us because we need to sort food and I need to drink more caffeine because I'm dying. What day was that That uh, supporters club event at the Irish Centre? Friday the 20th, was it, of March? Cool, Friday, <laughs> the, t- fri- Friday the 20th of March because I don't have it up anymore. Uh, Definitely go to that sort tickets. It will be really good. Uh, also, go on through it all together for various things about Leeds. On Twitter at THRU all together. Nearly. THRU, it's all LUFC. Ah, so close. I would have made so much more sense. Yep, it would, but I didn't create the Twitter account. <laughs> so <laughs> We're in all the usual places for podcasts. Uh, so I'm sure that well if you found this one then you found all of them I don't know really why we bother plugging it tell other people to listen go it, on iTunes give us a five star review it's the same with it's the same with the uh, fighting talk isn't it just putting the adverts into the radio show to listen to the podcast like, but you're already listening yeah but you know they do work act fumf null fumf act yavol send in the text yeah in a bit 